I welcome you back to Pastor B's Kitchen Table. I thank God for you. This is Friday again. I told you every Friday we're going to be right here at the kitchen table and chopping it up, breaking it down, and putting it back together again. Here at the kitchen table is where it happens. You know that. And we call it the kitchen table because at the kitchen table is a place we talk about serious things, things that need to be addressed. And so we're happy today to have a guest with us today, and I'm telling you, a tremendous guest, our sister Carla Lane. Carla, will you say hello to our audience, please? Hello, and thank you so much for having me. Amen, amen. Carla, in such a time as this, it is such an honor to have you as our guest. You are a plethora of knowledge, and you've got a great track record. Uh, you've done so much, so, so much. So just tell us who you are, Carla. So I am Carla Lane. I'm president and CEO of Lane Staffing which is the largest African-American female-owned employment solution provider in the Southwest, which what that means is I help people find jobs. I connect people with opportunity and opportunity with people. And I also am the founder of This Woman's Work, which is a nonprofit geared towards women to help them live amazing lives. We have a mentoring program for high school girls, for women. I have a clothing closet to get people dressed for work, a book club, and so we're busy um, helping people to live the life of their dreams. Amen. And Carla, how many years have you been in business? I have been in business on my own since 2007, but staffing is the only job I've ever had. I started working in staffing as the sophomore at the University of Houston, and I actually bought that business after working there for 12 years. I bought that business. So I've been in staffing since I was 19 years old. Wow. Wow. Carla, in your history of staffing, have you ever seen anything like what we're dealing with right now? I have never in my entire life <laughs> seen anything like this. And I have a what I call my kitchen cabinet, which is the people that I go to when I don't have the answers. Yeah. And these are like some old school business people. And they yeah. have never seen anything like this ever. Yeah, yeah. This is a... I mean, just what it's, what it's doing, you know, certainly globally, what it's doing nationally, and certainly also locally, because, you know, for a long time, uh, Houston was a place to be. And if you figure you're here in Houston, especially in oil and gas, uh, you kind of got it made. But we've seen a great reversal. Now. So, Carla, can you just tell us, first of all, what do you see out there now? What's going on in the market industry right now and in the job market? It's a, it's a very interesting time because not only are we dealing with COVID-19 and the fears associated with that. But then we've got this reemergence of the civil rights movement, mm -hmm. which is, is amazing. But the timing of the two is an interesting time because their businesses are looking to be more diverse. They're looking at their cultures. They're looking at what they didn't get right because yeah. now is, they're being called on it. So it's an awesome opportunity. But the flip side of it is a lot of businesses are afraid of the economy and increasing headcount. So what yeah. we're seeing are clients that are hiring are clients that are hiring to mitigate the damages of COVID-19, meaning we're working a lot with cities and states and counties who have to mitigate damages to the, the courthouse. So mm -hmm. when you walk into a courthouse, there's somebody who is testing you for a temperature where that job did not exist. Okay. first part of March. Or now we've got epidemiologists who are testing blood and trying to see what's in this blood and how can, and the research associated with that. So we can't get enough epidemiologists. 
contact tracing. Like we didn't, contact tracing wasn't a big deal then. I don't think I, in my entire time working in staffing, I ever even had anybody ask me to find a contact trace. But now I need 38 of them. Yeah. So it's a very interesting time. And of course we need cleaners, people, everybody's talking about the nurses and the doctors that we definitely need. But think about the people in the hospital that are doing the cleaning. They are essential workers. Yeah, yeah, that is so, so true. So Carla, where are you, where are you finding your employees at or your, or your employment base? So we are, the, the interesting thing about my business and the way that it grew so quickly um, is that I'm a church girl, I'm a preacher's kid. And so we community people. Yeah. And so I'm going to find people in my community that want to go to work. Yeah. And I love, I love Houston. So the opportunity to talk to you for me is amazing because I want your people to come to Lane Staffing so I can put them to work. Yeah. That's how we find people. I go on social media and I say, hey, I need 48 people to come do this tomorrow. And people start calling. So we use all the traditional routes too, like you know, LinkedIn and ZipRecruiter and all of that. But I get my best leads for amazing people from people that I know. Amen. Amen. So Carla, yeah. no, so we, we, we have people that are watching now and they watch every week and some of them are looking for jobs right now. Uh, so you're saying they could just contact you, uh, contact your office at Lane Staffing. Right. Go to lanestaff.com and apply online and then call us at 713-522-0000. And we want to put you to work. We want to help you with your resume. We want to tell you where the jobs are in Houston. And we work all over Houston. We work in Dallas. Um, off the top of my head, six other states, Oklahoma, Mississippi, Louisiana. It's a couple of them. But we are a community-based organization. And like I said, if you need clothes or help to go to work, that's what we do. Every day we're helping people in the community go to, go to work and we place everything from janitorial to um, nurses and IT professionals, bankers. So we are a full service firm. Amen, amen, Carla. So Carla, what are you saying that works and doesn't work for these potential new hirees? It really depends on what a person is looking for. Right. So, you know, one of the things about my generation and having a daughter who is always wanting to start out making, she thinks she's gonna make $50,000 a year out the gate. That's yeah. not how that works. <laughs> so we realistic about our skill set and what our skills will bring in the marketplace. Because when we think about employment, we really have to think about it in terms that you are offering your talents for sale. So that employers put a value on your talent and then you accept their price, which is your, your salary. That's, it's, a, it's a give and take. And so what are you bringing into the marketplace and are your talents in line with what you want to make? And if not, the awesome thing about what's going on right now is there are tons of online classes that are free for you yeah. to enhance your toolbox because what you're selling is what you know how to do. Yeah. And that's what, and that's how I get paid is that I say, okay, these are your talents. This is what it's worth in the marketplace. And then I pair it with my clients. And then my clients pay me for finding people. For finding people. Yeah. So the, the person looking for a job doesn't pay us anything. Doesn't cost anything to apply for a job at Lane Staffing. The, the companies pay us. 
wow, that's good to know because people would think that you have to come and guarantee you so much money. You say, but no, you, you already have the network. You already have the, the connection, the connecting points. Right. I have the, the clients, the companies that have said, you know, Carla, we want my staffing to find us amazing people. Use your community of people to find us great people to do this work, to make our businesses better. So they pay us. It is in my best interest to get people that come into lane staffing ready for the interview, ready to go to work, ready to stay. You know, mm -hmm. so there's some coaching that happens when you work with a staffing firm too. You've got an ally in this, especially if you are transitioning from one type of employment to another. If you're a retiree and have decided you want to go back, if you're a young person and you're looking for work and you need coaching, staffing companies are amazing and amazing resource. Wow, wow. Carla, now, what about these individuals who have been working on, at great jobs, uh, white-collar jobs, making $100,000, $150,000, and they got furloughed, and then they got released? So they're out there, and they got a ton of experience. They got, they got great salaries, uh, some great golden parachutes. What are you doing with them? I think the thing to remember is to be very realistic. Because when you work somewhere for a while, there's some built-in um, kind of your salary has increased over time because of your value to that organization. Yeah. So there's some instances where you may have left one um, opportunity making 150, 250, but to begin another opportunity, you're going to have to come in at a different different rate. And then once you get into that organization, they can see your value increase your salary like that. The other thing I would say is when you've worked in an industry for a while, probably a part of different organizations, those are resources. And I know when you're looking for work, it's a very humbling experience, yeah. but your network is your resource. And the amazing thing about when you open your mouth and you say you're in need, good people show up. Yeah, yeah. So use your network. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good, Carl. That's a good word. Very good word. I like that. Carla, now here's an area that I want to attack with you quickly. Um, tell me about these college graduates. We've got these college graduates who went and did what mom and daddy said and what, and what their advisors said. And now they're coming out and they've got student loans, they got car notes, they're going to soon have apartment notes. And as you said about your daughter, they need 125 to start. So, so what are you telling these college graduates who are out there now beating the pavement? The, the biggest thing is one, let's have an amazing and amazing resume. So while you're in school, before you graduate, learn how to do something. Yeah, learn how to do something, somebody will pay you for. Yeah. Um, because I understand that, you know, you get like me, when I was in college, I worked as an accounting clerk. Well, I ended up buying the business that I worked as an accounting clerk. My parents didn't let me go get a job at a fast food restaurant or at the mall. Nothing wrong with that. But when you start building your resume, you want to work in the industry that you want to work in so that when you graduate, there's some track record. Yeah. And then the other thing that happens is you develop relationships in that industry. And most people, most good people want to mentor young people. So like right now, my daughter's animal science. She, before COVID hit again, the second wave, she mm -hmm. was interning at a vet clinic and this vet is going to write her letter to get into vet school. So she's developing wow, a rapport. Yeah. It is 
what we have to do. And I think a lot of times in our community, we don't always do that because we're so focused on getting to the end, getting to the end. But part of, I think, the collegiate experience has to be you learning that what you're studying is what you actually want to do. Yeah. Because I wanted to go to law school, but I could not imagine not doing what I do for a living. Yeah. I probably would be miserable not being able to move around and do the things that I do every day. Had I gone to law school and just had, to, I thought I wanted to be a corporate lawyer because I like numbers. Right. I love people too, but that self-discovery allowed me to figure that out. And I think that's really important for our children to know, to develop that. And if you haven't, if you graduated from college and you don't have experience, understand that you're probably going to have to take an entry level position. Mm -hmm. But if you're good at what you do, people will recognize talent, you develop relationships, and you'll move forward, but you have to be patient and put in the work. And I think that's something we forget to explain to our children that a lot, you know, you got to put the work in yeah. so that people can recognize your talents. It's not just going to, you're not just going to get a participation ribbon when it comes to employment. Amen. Amen. You won't get a participation ribbon. That is, that is so true. There's, you know, I always talk about, you know, we've kind of raised a lot of our children uh, in, in the suburbs. And so in the suburbs, they're kind of used to driving these import cars. They're kind of used to living in these, in these four or five bedroom homes. And they're kind of used to a certain lifestyle that's really not theirs, per se, as their parents. Mm -hmm. And yet, you know, once they step out from them, that, that arc of safety and they're out there, it's like, you know, uh, I'm not going to sell anything less than this. But, but we had to progress to that. We didn't start at that. And so right. you had to kind, of, to kind of put in the grunt work and the, and the grind to make it happen. And so that's, that's a very, very good word. So you're telling the college graduates that to pursue something that you really enjoy, make the connections while you're there, build your resume, build your network of relationships. Uh, and so now for those who are out right now, they're out. Explain what you mean by you may have taken an entry-level job. So entry level positions, um, like I said, my degree is in accounting. And so if I was graduating today, I may have to take a staff accounting position or a financial analyst position that probably pays about $30,000, $32,000 a year, which is $15,000, $17 an hour, somewhere in there. And that sounds like not, not a lot of money when you can go make $12 at the mall. But understand this, that 1517 isn't just 1517 because if you're working with a larger organization, a larger organization, there's some benefits associated with it. There's some networking associated with it. You're gonna bump into people on the elevator. So that $1517 is not really just $1517. The important thing is to, to be very wise <laughs> in budget. Yeah. But also to be very active and to volunteer and to work on projects so people can see your talent and then to apply for other jobs while you're there. Because there are a lot of there's a lot of hiring that happens within large organizations that never make it to the job boards, that never make it to the staffing. Companies. Amen. 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 Very good. Carla, you're so optimistic regarding even the environment. Because you hear so much now, it's, it's so doom and gloom and so much negativity about the, the, the culture we're in, the times we're in, especially when it, as it relates to employment. Um, I, I've, I've heard from employers who are talking about they've got people who don't want to come to work, uh, and yet they want you to pay them for not coming to work. Um, and, so, and so some are saying, well, I don't feel safe in that environment, and yet when they're not at work, they're in every other environment. So the, 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 
they're kind of being deceitful with that. What are you saying to your potential employees regarding this issue of being in these work environments right now? I think we have to be cautious. You know, we have to be very cautious and employers need to be cautious. Mm -hmm. Employers need to provide um, PPE for their employees to make sure that they're as safe as they can be. But we are living in very dangerous times. But the, the good news is that it's gonna one day be over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's amen, all. Amen, amen. And in the meantime, you know, there is honor in a day's work, a yeah. hard day. Yeah, of course. And so, you know, if you choose, you know, if you have some kind of health thing where you don't want to risk it, I understand that. But there are work from home jobs, too. So yeah. I've got a couple of, of companies that who have made created situations so people can work from home. Right. So, you know, even though unemployment pays this and pays that, and I understand it because it is needed. But I think also you want to not, if you cannot have that gap on your resume, if you can stay busy and work. I think that it also is good for your mental health. You know, most of us take, if you saw what's behind this Zoom, all the papers that's here, there, yeah. and everywhere, it is what's keeping me sane in yeah. this being trapped in the house and having a mother that's an elder and all the stuff that, you know, mentally happens, but right. work is a good thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And we have to remember that because like you said, if you, if you just watch TV all day, yeah. one, your skills are eroding. But then when it's time for you to go back out to look for jobs, you know, you got to interview and you got to sell yourself. And it's hard to do when you're miserable. Yeah. So let's just get these jobs, go to work and power through. Yeah, yeah. You're miserable. That's right. <laughs> I mean, it's just hard. You, you go, know, man. that's what the interview is. You are telling a company why they need you, why they need to spend their money on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carla, could you just kind of, dovetail a little bit into entrepreneurship because there are some individuals i'm sure you encounter them uh they don't really work on it they really don't desire to work for anyone else they really want to take the same leap of faith that you took and so what do you say to those who have that entrepreneurial spirit i would say one i i believe that entrepreneurship is a gift just like um, some people can sing some people play instruments some people dance it is a gift and it is a, and, and the thing about entrepreneurs is that most of us have mighty big egos because when you think about it, for you <laughs> that you could put something out to market, people will want to buy it mm -hmm. and people will come to work and trust that every other week you're going to have a check for them. You got a big old ego. So you got to look at who you are and what you want to do and figure out if, and again, you know, you're a pastor, I'm a preacher's kid. I believe that God gives you purpose. Yeah. And I think your entrepreneurial endeavor will be a part of your purpose. And purpose is so big because when you have purpose, God provides provision. Yeah, yeah. So you have to go put it out there and you have to believe that you're walking in what is for you. And that means that you prepare. So it's like a whole bunch of keys go into that. Yeah. And that preparation means that you don't just know how to, let's say you're a plumber. You don't just know how to fix a toilet or a sink or a dishwasher, but you go and put in the work so that you understand cash flows. Yeah. So you understand what your bank statements need to look like, what kind of starting capital you need to have. You, and again, online, people are giving away this, this instruction now because yeah. everybody's in their house. So you go and you fortify yourself so that you're ready to make that leap because it is a leap. 
It's a yeah. huge leap. And the funny thing is, my friends always go, girl, you don't have to go to work and da 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 da. Well, honey, I work 16 hours a day. Amen. When I worked for somebody, I maybe work eight. Yeah. Because sometimes I would just sit there and listen to music. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but when you work for yourself, it is do or die. That's right. Do or die. That's right. That's you right. Are, you know, you're basically right now, I'm basically unemployed. Yeah. Because I have to pay my employees first. Yeah. And I get what's left. Yeah. Yeah. Which is amazing when there's a lot left. Yeah. Yeah. But when there's nothing left. Yeah, Carl. That's right. Big, purpose that makes you keep going otherwise you'll just quit i got an accounting degree i'll go downtown and tell yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's your purpose that keeps you going in the times when it's lean and i think that that's the first part of entrepreneurship is knowing that that's who you are and then figuring out how what it is that you're supposed to do Amen. and then aligning that with your preparation and knowing that god is going to make provision and being wise about it because there's nothing, there's business is a nuts and bolts put on paper kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And you can't just wave a wand and it be so. And in the environment that we are in, lenders are being very, very tight fisted with lending money because the interest rates are so low, they're not making money on lending you money. That's right. That's right. That's right. So it's, it is a, it's a time to, you know, as we're quiet and we're sitting in our houses, it's a great time to think about what it is that you really want and why do you want it that's another thing i always tell entrepreneurs to ask yourself why do you want to do this yeah. and then think about your answers really like tell the truth yeah. yeah because if you want it because you want to be rich it is very likely you will not be you will not be rich. that's right that's right mm -mm. most entrepreneurs yeah. don't even turn a profit yeah 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 wow you Carla. just do because <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That that is truth. What you're speaking, Carla, because because many start with the paycheck. I'm gonna make all this money, but it's your purpose. What has God called you, prepared you, gifted you for? What has God put yeah. in your spirit? Because if it's simply just as I want to make money, I want to ride this kind of vehicle, that won't hold you. Because in in everything that God sends you to, there will be lean times. And yeah. so uh, unless you unequivocally know that God sent you there and God has a purpose for you, you're going to sell yourself to the highest bidder, whatever that means, whatever that means. And so you got to be, and I always say, because so many entrepreneurs, they're kind of bored with their, some people are bored with their jobs. They just assume, well, now I must be an entrepreneur. Not necessarily. It could mean that, that you're a terrible employee. You know, and need to go see Lane Stafford so I can check yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it comes see so you can check him out and see what's going on. It may not be a problem with the job. Maybe a problem with your work ethic that yeah. we need to deal with here. So, Carla, oh, my goodness, that's awesome. Uh, I was thinking about it in Thessalonians when, when Paul talks about 2 Thessalonians 3.10, but man don't work, he shouldn't eat. He said there's something honorable about work. God is a worker, and God intends us there's something about a good, hard, honest day's work. Uh, and we've kind of lost that for some, because no one's going to give you anything, not without taking something in back in return. And that's the reality of how this life works. Carla, you got the last word there. You've said so much so fast. There are people who are watching you and will be watching you, Carla. Uh, what's your closing word to them? You know, I think that the most important thing for all of us right now is hope. Yeah. And, you know, one of my favorite verses that I misquote all the time because I make it very personal. Yeah. I always say that God has plans for Carla. 
plans to prosper her and give her hope in a future. And so my last word would be God has plans for us that love him and that are called according to his purpose. And so if that is you, know that God has plans for you and they are to prosper you. So let's just keep pushing. Let's be joyful and let's be optimistic and and call Lane Staffing so I can help you. But also (laughs) check out the job boards, do some research, sign up for those classes, make yourself valuable either for an employee or employer or for yourself if you want to be self-employed because you've got to have the right tools if you want to build. Amen, amen, amen. Carla, is there any age in which someone is too old to contact Lane Staffing? That is against the law, job that's what I, <laughs> but you must be 18. You must, must be 18 um, and want to work. Amen. 18 want to work. That's right. We can't discriminate. Just want someone need to hear that. Need to yes. hear that. That's why, Carla, God, God bless you and thank you all oh so much. Give us that phone number one more time, please. It is 713-522-0000 or go online at www.lanestaff.com. And then again, the mentoring portion of what I do is called This Woman's Work, and that is thiswomanswork.biz, mentoring, book club, clothing closet. We are here to support our community because the community has been amazing to us. Amen. Amen. Well, 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 there there it is. You've heard it. Uh, This is the kitchen table. I know you've got some some NIMs, Mama NIM and Daddy NIMs that you need to go talk to. Let them know that there's an opportunity. There's There's a lady here that God has sent who's willing to coach you, to train you, to encourage you, to speak to your spirit, but at the same time to show you the right connecting point that you may be able to get back into the workforce or to be in the right place in the workforce. So I'm going to encourage you to tell somebody what you heard today. And I look forward to seeing you again right here at the kitchen table next Friday. We're going to break it down and chop it up and tell God and tell somebody about what God is doing. You call Sister Carla. She's waiting to hear from you right now. May God bless you. May God keep you, and I'll see you next week.